We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's happening, everybody? Thanks for joining us here on Currently on No Other Pod. Uh, it's your boys, Daniel Kuzer and Christopher Wright. Chris, how are you, my friend? Are you feeling like a, like a loser this week or uh, or what? What's going on? Not quite a loser, no. Um, I have the uh, post-championship hangover going right now. Okay. So I'm yep. trying to recover from that. But uh, other than that, you know, a, a very fun week in D.C., Great time. Unfortunately, the result did not go as it as we hoped. But uh, you know, that's that's the way it works sometimes. I'm I'm telling you, I usually try to come into this thing with a little more energy. It's just more of a somber mood right now. But you got to remember, we weren't even supposed to be there. No one expected us to do this, and so we're going to shine a lot a light on all the positives in this episode, as well as the negatives. What we can do differently how we can improve next season, changes that need to happen. Um, first off, thank you guys for joining us. I know it's, uh, it's a rough week. No one wants to lose in the NWSL final, but alas, here we are. If you've yet to do so, uh, make sure you leave that five-star five star rating and review on Apple Podcast and uh, leave leave a little message for us. Tell us, uh, tell us why you love us, and you can do five stars on Spotify as well. So thanks for tuning in, and we love you. Anyways, buddy, we went to the game. We went there. And it was it was it was great. I was so excited. Like, I mean, I you went for a couple of days. You were doing the old uh uh National Museum uh treasure search. You were <laughs> you were you were seeing the sights. How was that? Yeah. It was it, it was fantastic. I've never been to Washington DC, so it was a lot of fun. Um and always kind of needed a reason, not that you do but a championship game is a great reason to go. Um, so I was there Thursday morning and uh, just stayed throughout that time up until Sunday. But uh, it was fantastic. Did all the museums, did a lot of cool stuff, um, all the good sites, got to explore the city quite a bit. And let me tell you, there is a lot, a lot of Kansas City current fans. I would mm. see teal everywhere throughout the city. Like ahead so, of time, before the game? Ahead of time, yeah. Cool. Like Friday, Saturday uh, morning. So people like, made a trip out of it just like you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And I went to a God, I can't remember what it was categorized, but the Spirit Squadron, the mm. the Washington Spirit fan group, um, supporters group Great held name. like a yeah, held like a gathering. Um and that was a lot of fun. I got to mingle and, and talk with a lot of other NWSL fans. Mm-hmm. So that was a blast. That's the first time I've been able to talk to fans of different teams in person. And it, it really shined the light that even though we're all supporting different teams, we have one common goal, and that is to support women's soccer and build the NWSL and, the, and you know with the players. So that was a lot of fun. Well, isn't that sweet? That sounds uh, that sounds a little more adorable than me saying I want to crush the Portland Thorns. <laughs> I mean, but, there's yeah. a little bit of trash talk, but it, it was sure. mostly you know very respectful and just kind of giving each other a lot of shit. I feel you. No, it is a very uh, it's a very positive, inclusive environment. Um, it's nice to hear. Uh, I was in man, I was in Vegas for the week doing doing some fun stuff up there, eating good food, seeing good shows and stuff like that. But I watched the. Uh, Hell, we did. I'm gonna tell you nothing. We did the the episode last week from my hotel room. So, I when we changed our flight over, uh, we left. Oh man, we left at the crack of dawn on Saturday, and it's like you at that point you just pray and cross your fingers that nothing goes wrong. You're like, it really takes one large flight delay to screw this up and maybe get us there at game time or halftime. Like you never, you don't know what's gonna happen, right? And luckily, it it all worked out. I mean, we, we, no delays, no problems. We got right there. Um, it, it was great. I mean, all, all you could, uh, it, when we got off the plane in DC, it was like, okay, this is our last obstacle. What's going to happen? Uh, are, are, will our bags be here? Cause you, you don't know. Cause we had to transfer in St. Louis. So I'm like, shit, what if our bags didn't make it? We had all this good luck. And then, but no, it all worked out. Um, what was your, oh, we went to the fan fest. We went to the little, uh, yes little pregame fan fest there that was kind of neat kind of kind of geared towards children i'd say uh, as it should be like adults can't get mad at that because that's <laughs> if they go in there thinking like this is for kids well yeah yeah it is so you know i agree but at the same time i want an obstacle like you know they have little <laughs> obstacle challenges for kids what about yeah. adults what about me you know <laughs> i what, you want to play flip cup or something <laughs> i mean you know I, a crossbar challenge or something would be kind of sure. You know, I, I want to win a prize and um, maybe I'm childish. That could very well be it. But <laughs> it, it, it maybe was Alex uh, Morgan's in the corner kicking PKs at, at the goalies and you just want to be the goalie. <laughs> I, I mean, that would be fantastic. I, I would fantastic. love that. I'd say I get blasted in the face uh, after, from Alex yeah. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a cool little situation, man. And, and the teal, like you said, it was flowing. Teal yeah. was everywhere. Uh, the red and the teal was everywhere. Uh in walk, uh, uh, we see the longs that seem to have their own little uh barricade of fans just kind of following them around. I, I assume they're just you know trying to say they're you know try to talk to everybody, you know what I mean. And we make eyes with Chris Long, and we're I, I just go, <laughs> my dumb ass, I go, woo woo, <laughs> <laughs> and he he comes over to us and he goes, What's up, guys? and he puts his hand up and I go to high five him. And his big bear paw gave me the hardest high five in the entire world. My hand in this 55, 54 degree weather was stinging for like 45 minutes. It was wild. Did you get a slap from Chris Long? I, I did. And 
he came in with some intensity, but I was in kind of a weird situation <laughs> because he passed me to get to you to high five. Yeah. So like, he saw what? and he goes, I'm going to hit this guy's hand so hard. I don't like his face. <laughs> yeah. So you got your high five and I, I was like, should I put my hand up? I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be like, <laughs> you know, have my hand up and Chris walked past me. So like, I kind of <laughs> waited to see if he was going in for it. And it was kind of a, an awkward mutual thing, but yeah, I got a high five. It was awesome. And, and oh yeah, but then you saw great. that he, you saw that he busted my phalanges, and you were like, I don't really want that high five. But uh, <laughs> it was right. loud. It, he was intense. He, he was pumped up though. He was he really was pumped, pumped up. up. He it was one of those things like yeah, high five, and then he left, and I was like, that really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you immediately started to whine about it right after. <laughs> oh my god, I I didn't even pretend to be tough. Uh, I I. Who knows if I got a high five from Angie, she might've hit harder. Who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> but man, it was, we, we went and watched that like pregame uh, coverage. I think it was on CBS and Marissa scarf got on the coverage. She, she lifted it up and everything. And, but going into uh Audi field, I don't like this stadium. I, that's how I'm feeling right now. I, I didn't like it. I don't have much experience with other MLS stadiums, but it was True. a little, it was a little quirky. It was a you little weird. You have not gone to away games before. This is kind of your first yeah. dive yeah. into it. So, but did you? So did you have an overall good experience though? It, it was overall good experience. I I, mm-hmm. I thought I like you know Children's Mercy better. Um, sure. This one felt it, it was just kind of weird. You could like. You could go all around the whole like stadium below the the stands. The yeah. the stands were very steep. Like yeah, you could tumble and you're dead. I mean, just like that. Boom. It was bad. I I was sitting down for a bit and uh, you know traveling all day. I think my legs were kind of locking up in the cold a little bit. So when I went down to use the restroom at halftime, I was like, oh sweet Jesus, I'm gonna fall down these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there's not more injuries from people who are intoxicated at those games because you could very well just take a tumble and you're in trouble but i'll tell you one thing i did like is the width of the chairs i thought were pretty nice it was sufficient and there's a gap between the chairs or the armrests which you don't have at children's mercy so like there's none none of that you know jacking for you know space with somebody else true Uh, i did uh, like that dc is prepared for that wide load which i appreciate I love it. <laughs> and the but you're right, the concourse though, when you get there, it feels very college football y yes. uh, for a soccer stadium. And it was just uh, you know, not really impressed with the vendors or even their merch. I, I get that you I get when the final takes place, like you can't really fix your scarf order and get both teams' crests represented on the official match scarf and whatnot, but I wish they would have. <laughs> that would have been cool. But we did have to buy one, of course, commemorate the occasion and uh just wish it was a better occasion. I, I do. I have been to a lot of away MLS games. Um, I hope to go to more away and WSL games. And Jimmy and I spoke about this on no other pod yesterday. And that uh, I don't like this neutral site because it kind of felt like there was more Washington spirit fans than current or thorns fans when they could have had. Can you imagine the final would have been in Portland because they got hosting rights. Uh, I would have preferred to fly to Portland from Vegas. That would have been fantastic. But it would have been uh, at at Timber Stadium or whatever that's called. What what is it? Providence Park? Um, yeah, is where they yeah, play. Right. So I would love to go there. That place is popping, and uh, I don't know why they decided to do this neutral site stuff. I don't know. Didn't MLS used to do that too? 
I don't know, to be honest. Okay. Um, I, I think they're trying to do something similar to like, you know, the NFL where they have a similar site and they hope that fans, you know, gather and, and, and it's a neutral venue for all parties and there's no home field advantage. Well, um, pick a warmer site. Don't, why do you have to go DC with it? It was very chilly. It, it, it was quite cold. Um, I didn't mind it because I've never been there, but I would, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a different venue, a different location, somewhere warmer, preferably. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't mind it. I wanted to see, I was kind of curious to see if they wanted to gauge how many fans they could get to a neutral venue. Sure. So it was and like 17,000. It was 17,000. They got over so, 17. Absolutely. So, that, I mean, that was a pretty darn good showing um, for a neutral venue. So I, I don't know if they're going to continue to try and do that and keep the game neutral and just see how the, the traveling fan bases show up. But also that engages the home, you know, city or the, the hosting city, their fan yeah. base as well. So I don't know if that's something that they're going to continue to do or if mm-hmm. that's something they might go back to, you know, whoever had the best record or, you know whoever had the hosting rights prior. Well, we saw a lot of Washington spirit stuff and I, we started talking like, well, obviously if the, uh, a final was in KC and KC wasn't in it, would we go? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we would, you know, no different than like uh, if you had had a chance to go to, uh, I don't know, all, an all-star game in your city or something, which, right. and you don't have a player in the game or something. It's just, it is what it is. But this, uh, Man, it was uh, this game. This game sucked. It did. And sorry to say, like, I think the Cinderella story was just too much, too much. The stage was too much to handle. Uh, I don't know if it's fatigue or or if Portland had more. Portland's a better team, regardless. I mean, they've been consistently a better team. I mean, we have better owners, but they uh, (laughs) they've they've been a really good team. So. You know, congrats to them and all that, but it uh, we didn't have many chances to talk about. Like, you want to sit here and talk about highlights for 10 minutes. I don't know if we have enough highlights to fill the 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like every attack we had died before it really we could get that final pass through. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't want to come too negative on the team because sure. Portland did a, Portland did a really good job defensively. Their you striker know, is very dangerous. You know, the one thing you cannot do in a game is miss hit a back pass and give the most dangerous player in the league a one-on-one with your keeper and Sophia Smith. Uh, that is the one thing you cannot do. And this kind of ties into, we talked about this. You and mm-hmm. I talked about what is the best case scenario for Kansas City in the game. And this is something that every other NWSL fan told me when we went, you know, to, to meetups is that if Kansas city needs to get out early, because they would really struggle to come from behind if they're, you know, if they were down. So Kansas city had to get out early, weather the storm and encounter that was their, you know, in my opinion, that was their path to victory. And the opposite happened. We gave up a goal right off the bat. And I think that threw the game plan out the window. I I think it threw any level of confidence or momentum. I mean, we have come back against teams. We absolutely have. We came back and had a draw against Portland, you know, with Haley Mace's phenomenal free kick. So it wasn't, 
out of the realm, but in a championship game, you know, to go down in the fifth minute or whatever it was. Four, four minute, fourth minute, four, they said. Yep. It, it, with a with a bad back pass, that is a backbreaker. And a fair game because not a single card in this game, not a single yellow card. Um, just just a bad deal. They score they score one goal on each side of halftime. Um, but but to go, dude, I'm glad it didn't end one nil because Elizabeth Ball would have been just devastated. Yeah, the way she you know she tried to kick it back to French for the clearance, and I don't know if she slipped on the turf or something and went down, but she she just didn't hit it. Basically, it was just like, here you go, take a, take the ball, you know? Yeah. Just just a sad deal. But they fought. Uh, I'm going to name two good things about our team in this game. And you tell me if you can name two different things. It's going to be – it's difficult because there's not many. Okay. Um, France stood on her goddamn head. She, dude, laying out to, like, save upper 90 kicks and stuff. <laughs> like – that was insane. Incredible. And not, you know, it sure did get her a call into the uh, women's national team, which yep. is awesome. She's had a consistent year. It'd be cool to see her work her way into that team as a goalkeeper. It's very hard. There's... I think she's very capable. I think she has a chance. You think so? Okay. I think so. Yeah. That I'd, uh, I'd love to see that. Cause it makes, it makes the world cup more fun when you're watching someone that, you know, yeah. or you have allegiance to, you know, so that's one. I thought she played very well and kept this game lower scoring than it could have been. Uh, second of all, I liked the quick starts, the quick restarts. Uh, I think Lola Bonta was the starter on a lot of these. Is that when she, when there was a free kick, dude, she set that ball down and like sent it out wide immediately. She wasn't waiting for people to get set up. We were going. And I liked that, but it, nothing ever really came of it. You know, Kristen Hamilton, fresh off a freaking goal uh, against O.L. Reign, an uh, amazing goal. Didn't really do much. She tried, but nothing really came of it. So I don't know. Can you name two different positives than, than what I just said? Because that took me a long time to pull that out. <laughs> so I, I thought. Oh, man. OK, so <laughs> you were like, you took mine. <laughs> no, no. I, I was trying to think of him as, as he mentioned it. So I thought. Kristen Edmonds actually had a really good game. Yes. She she was one-on-one a lot with either Yasmin Ryan or Sophia Smith or yes. somebody, and she held her own. So, you know, Kristen Edmonds, if you're listening to this, you know, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, gr- great job. Um, she held her ground. She was where she needed to be. Um, and then, you know, it's this is going to – I'm going to deem this a positive, but I'll let you decide if it is or not. Mm-hmm. They scored off of a bad back pass mm-hmm. and they scored off of an own goal that we did. Other okay. than those two issues, they didn't score off of, you know, some great, you know, uh, possession and, you know, run of play goal. Really? You know, I mean, I, I thought Addison Merrick had a good game up until that, that own goal, which I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. But she had a good game up up into that point. She was guarding Sophia Smith one-on-one, which is not easy to do. But, you know, they scored off of a bad back pass and a known goal. So if you want to look at it, like we, you know, if we cleaned up those two mistakes, you know, Dude, it might have been a different game. Good point. Like, I'm, I'm misremembering things. And you saying that is jogging memories here in my head. 
And in that sense, we beat ourselves. We beat ourselves. Like Elizabeth Ball gave the, basically gave the ball to Sophia Smith. And then we score an own goal. And it's like, sorry, Portland Thorns. Like, I mean, yeah, you're going to go celebrate your championship and spray your champagne and party and whatnot. But you can't feel too good about this victory because we beat ourselves. You didn't do it. And I think Casey Current's got to be at home right now being like, they didn't do nothing. Like, we went toe-to-toe with that team. We we scored on ourselves, you know. Good point. Oh, I'm fired up for next season right now. Now, I want to temper that a little bit just because, you know, even with those two things, I do feel like, you know, Portland was the better team. Like, they clearly were the better team. Well, a lot of pressure. yeah, their expected goals were like what one point eight four compared to mm-hmm. Kansas City's point three four. Like okay, they true. they had the best, they had the best you know chances. You know they put uh, Ad French to work, but you know again credit to Ad French. In my opinion, you know she was the star of the game. Um, you know Sophia Smith obviously has got the MVP, but uh, there's there's some really positive takeaways and some silver linings to that game. And, you know, they have an all-star team. They have an all-star team. I mean, half of the roster is on a national team somewhere. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, it really gives me a lot to look forward to next year, especially with Lynn Williams being back. And and I don't know the contract situation, but hopefully Sam Eos as well. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know this is Franch's uh, fourth appearance in a championship game in WSL? <laughs> I saw that for three uh, teams. Am I right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. So like being on this stage, you're not going to rattle this woman. You are not no. going to shake her. Like, I love that. And, and she, she plays with poise and ferocity. And I just want to get her on this pod. I'd love to just talk to her and be <laughs> like the confidence you have, like, can you give us confidence advice? <laughs> if Make, she could be yeah, anything performance like, coach, that'd be great performance coach like what what are we what are we down about is it is it being confident at work is it body image <laughs> can you pep talk the shit out of me you know what i mean <laughs> how much do you charge like what's your what's your rate absolutely well you know well for having her on she can she can do us a favor no <laughs> <laughs> that is the favor right that's the favor yeah that's the favor uh, <laughs> hey you know levanta said that she she was quoted after the game she said i love this team because of the love we have for each other it hurts because KC showed up for sure and we played for them. The future is so bright for this team and we turned it around. I don't think anyone will sleep on this team anymore. And I'm like, you know what? I know contracts are weird in NWSL. A lot of a lot of these women only get like single year deals and stuff like that. So who knows what this team looks like next year. But with our training center, with the new stadium coming, you think everyone's not itching to be in Kansas City? I think it helps. I think it helps, dude. I mean, it's not like it's like basketball players going to KU. You think all they have to say is, do you want to play at KU and with Bill Self and win national championships? Like, no brainer, right? So you say, hey, do you want to come play for KC Current? And they're like, oh, they're getting a new stadium, uh, an only women-specific stadium in the world. Yes, I'd love to be there. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a few better. So we know that the pay for women's soccer players are is not much right for right. what they truly deserve. We, we, that's, that's well-documented. That's, we all know that we all believe that to, to our core, 
but there's a lot of financial incentives in the NWSL. I think it was like if you win the Challenge Cup, that's a ten thousand dollar incentive. I think each player wins like ten grand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the NWSL final, you, you know, you get financial compensation, and then you know if you're on the women's national team, you get financial compensation. So mm. that being said, coming into a team that can compete for all of those, and I mean. Uh, Vladko Antonovsky lives in Kansas City, probably right. watches a fair amount of current games. You know, you take a you part you package all those together. You know, Vladko's likely to watch you play. Um, sure. a, a new a, a a specific training facility, a new stadium, great ownership, a good coaching staff, um, the ability to compete for the Challenge Cup and for championships. You put all that to with a great culture. You put all that together, and that should be attractive for any any player or free agent. Good point. I mean, how how do you want to be seen? You know, you got to right. get in front of someone. And oh, who, where is that someone at? Kansas City. Um, just makes and, sense, man. Yeah, and, and if you're you're a player for let's say Gotham, like yes, you're in New York, which is probably a really cool city to to play for, right? And and to live for that time, but Kansas City not only is a great city, it may not get the major market, you know, recognition that big cities do, but there's so much, you know, for that Kansas city offers that, you know, I, I think would be attractive for a lot of players. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we lost at the end of the day, we lost, but yep. this season was something crazy and something no one expected here. I was thinking I was just going to be watching soccer. I was just excited. I was like, cool, man, new team, new players. This is great. I'm just going to watch soccer. I got no expectations. We were last in the league last year. I don't care about anything. And then magic started happening. And and then, uh, uh, you know, we made the semifinals of the Challenge Cup. Like, that was crazy. We almost made the finals there. Then we had that 13-match unbeaten streak, second longest in the league, right? Um, then we went on this postseason run, which concluded with a, a loss in the championship. So it's like, I want to say the only way to only way to go is up, but it's like, nah, man, we finished up. Like the only the only place to go is to a championship now to raise a trophy, and God dang, the the future is bright here. I hope we see a lot of these ladies next year. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of offseason moves take place. Something to note though, at halftime of this game, they had a little presentation. And we were like, what's going on down there? Oh, okay. That's community impact award. That's cool. I wonder what that's. So let's go to a team. Okay. Well, I do, you know, $25,000 support the organization. Cool. Cool. What's this about? Oh, Casey current one. I mean, that's a huge deal, right? Like I saw Allison Howard, uh, the, the current's president talking about this, uh, how big of a deal that that is. So I don't know. I didn't think about it at the time, but when our name was announced, I was like, well, shit, that's kind of neat. Especially, you know, since Victoria Pickett, that was her, her thing, right? Was it uh, global football? Yeah, that okay. was her. It was her thing, and and she promoted that more than anybody. Really, and the fact that she was traded and she still stuck with the group, uh, huh. you know, it, it, and I follow her on on Instagram as well. And when she was in town, when she came back to you know visit players, she was still assisting and, and kind of representing that group. So she continued her her community work in Kansas city, even though she was no longer with the team. So wow. that was, that was really cool. That just shows her commitment that shows the current's commitment to, you know, 
that foundation as well. So just all around, you know, great job for everybody for continuing the work, even though, you know, Victoria Pickett was, was traded. How many people do that, right? Like how many people uh, stay with it even after they're gone? Like, did she, uh, did you happen to see any post about the, the win for the community award? Did she, did she post anything about that? Yeah, she retweeted like the oh, wow. or the reposted, retweeted, reshared or whatever yeah. on Instagram. Uh, wow, you know, we are so, old people. Yeah, <laughs> re-Instagrammed, re-re whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, go, go close your accounts. <laughs> you know, I don't have a TikTok either, by the way, for anybody out there. I don't have a TikTok. Me neither. Should we get one? I don't know. I don't even know how to use it, man. I don't even use what I got. I've got ideas for like good content, but I don't know how to do it. I'm like, I, I just want to be the idea man and someone else take it and put it into motion. You know what I mean? We need we a need producer. A, we need a Gen Z person out there, right? That's Absolutely. what they are, right? Man, my wife's on TikTok and uh, she never makes them. She doesn't make any. She's just a scroller. She just takes in the content. And I, I usually give her TikTok ideas and she's like, that's a great idea. You should get, you should get on it and do it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing and I'm I'm nervous and don't have the time for this. <laughs> I, I, I think I did like one story one time and it took me like five minutes to figure it out. It a was, TikTok it was story? no, a, uh, an Instagram story. Cause I don't do them. You don't do like, it. You don't yeah, do them, do you? I don't do them. I don't what know if I'm hell? lazy or I procrastinate or what, but. Okay. I, yeah. I, I do them. I do Instagram stories sometimes if I'm feeling myself or if I'm out <laughs> and about, you know, at an event or something, those those can be kind of fun because they're just there for 24 hours, you know? So, right. I did it for when KU won the national championship and I was going to do it when oh. the current one. So it's a national championship only occurrence. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we'll see you in, see you in another 14 years for a KU trophy. And yeah. Uh, right. Casey current, man, big things happening. And uh, I, I'm real excited. So, Hey, coming off the heels of this game though, you had three players selected to the national team to to their national team let me say that uh french we mentioned and haley mace again going back up to uh uswnt for some friendlies um i think those friendlies are here in november i think they're both against germany is that right yep just two games against germany okay fair enough i i sure i'll try to watch those uh, but then you got Desiree Scott, of course, getting called up to Canada. So, I mean, friendlies against uh, Brazil, it looks like. So I think these are just, these games don't matter, but they do, they don't matter to us, but they do to the players. It's kind of, it feels kind of like a tryout, right? Like, how do you gel with the team? Could I, could, could you see them in the uh, World Cup conversation? You know, it's exciting. I, I mean, the, I mean, these are very important friendlies for yeah. Uh, you know, well, first of all, I'll start off by saying Desiree Scott's a shoe in for the national team. She's the a gold World medalist. Cup, yeah, the World <laughs> Cup next year, like she's a shoe in. Um, so that's gonna happen. I'm really happy it, for Mace. New Zealand, it's in New Zealand. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we're gonna be doing any last minute uh trips up there. So, um, yeah, but yeah, so looking at Francia and Mace. I'm happy that Mace got called up because she she had a few rounds with the national team. And you never know. You never know if, if the U.S. 
staff is like, well, we we tried the Haley Mace and we're just going to move on. You don't know how they're thinking, right? She's yeah. not as established as, you know, some of these other national team players. So the sure. fact that she's continuously being called up has got to be a great thing. Um, this is so her third, I, third yep. straight call up. Yep. So I and she started quite a bit, too. She has yeah. been given a good opportunity. So I hope she's able to continue that. Um, and Black Cone staff, you know, it believes that she's going to be an asset to the team. Um, and it's going to get a little little hairier when they have to trim down the rosters a little bit or make some really tough calls for the yeah. World Cup because that's when you really have your your best um, are going to be called up, obviously. And then Franch, but, you know, that's I'm really happy for Franch. I, I you know, I don't know where she came in um, in the voting because I know they rank the players as far as uh, NWSL voting. So okay. was Franch? Do you know if she obviously didn't win Keeper of the Year? But do you know where she finished? I don't. I don't know that. No, I really don't. I, I also, I really thought Matt Potter would win head coach of the year. It's just nothing really makes sense to me anymore. He was I, I third. Think. He yeah. was third in voting or in voting. So I, so what's I he got to do? What's he got to do to win? Have an expansion team with San Diego? Like, cause that's like, are you just trying to put more eyes on San Diego? Yeah. And, and have four national team players in San Diego. I gotta be honest, dude. None of this matters. None of these awards matter to these people. Um, is it cool? Sure. It matters in that sense. Oh, I got recognized for my hard work. That's great. But at the end of the year, Matt Potter knows he was head coach of the year. Matt Potter knows he took a team from the freaking dugout all the way to the championship game. Yep. Like he, he knows what he did. And that's, that's hard to do. So the fact that San Diego got all this recognition, it's like, why? Cause they're new. Cause they have big name players. Well, those big name players couldn't get it done and make the big dance. They couldn't get there. And they by couldn't all beat means, us. Give, yeah, get, couldn't beat us. By all means, give their head coach head coach of the year. Because what? They were born on third base and got everything handed to them this year? Yeah, I said it. I'm fired up now. These are these rants it, I do. I get they, mad. They had Alex Morgan, Dahl Kemper, Korniak, um, uh, Sheridan, their keeper. Yeah. Uh, those are four, like, national team players. And on top of that, you know, they got the number one draft pick in Naomi Gurma, who, yeah. if, if this was not an expansion year, Kansas City probably would have taken. Oh, so, yeah. you know, five national team players. Now I, I think about it. So, and Matt Potter created, you know, two that were not being called up prior. So, you know, I, I'm bitter. I'm not going to lie. I'm bitter about that. But Matt doesn't care. He's going to keep, you know, progressing and doing what he needs to do. And, you know, the Longs are happy. You know, the Longs, yeah. don't, they're going to either compensate him or, or he's going to be rewarded somehow. I, I imagine oh, for sure. And at the end of the day, he knows that he was yep. head coach of the year. There's no doubting that dude. You took a, you took a team from the basement to the freaking top. So I, I don't know what else you have to do. Um, you turned, you turned something around that is very difficult to do, especially when you're not an expansion team. I hate expansion teams. They get the assistance. They get the expansion draft picks. They get, uh, first draft picks like they get help they get money thrown their way it doesn't make sense i've always hated uh we don't talk about mls much here but i've always hated lafc atlanta united those teams that come in and are like we're so good and austin fc and it's like you're good because you're an expansion team like you got things handed to you man you didn't work for nothing so screw it man matt potter's my guy uh this year like it just it makes perfect sense and uh you know 
rant over. I'm done. San, San Diego. <laughs> we can keep going. Just, we got to stop ourselves. San Diego can just piss right off, man. It's unbelievable. But hey, these USWNT games, I know they don't matter, but they are an audition. And it's against Germany, dude. These these two teams are are the they're in the top three of the world. Don't know if they'll play their top people. You know, they're all trying to look at different women and and get their rosters together. But I think you'd want to tune in and check it out. Yeah, no, I I'm excited for it. it it's a lot like the game against the uh, against England in 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 Spain, right? You just kind of want to yeah. see how you match up and tactically see what kind of things you can experiment with and, and how these players respond. And, and mm-hmm. ultimately that's, that's what it's about. And, you know, I, I'm really excited to see French back in there. I think it's well-deserved. I think she's going to show something. And, yeah. and le- I mean, let's be honest, all it takes is a potential injury and I don't want this to happen, but you you have to have depth in these tournaments and it takes a, an Alyssa Nair injury and, and French might be looking at a starting role. So you never know. You never know. Yeah. I don't want that, but an injury. These games, these games are on the 10th at 6 p.m. and on the 13th at 4 p.m. So listen here. If you're watching, you know, if you're watching your Chiefs on on the 13th, guess what? They're done by three. That game's at four. So make it a double feature. You know what I mean? I I know it's Black Panther weekend. I know. But uh, you know, you (laughs) could you could see it another time. So I I feel uh I feel excited, man, about this team. I feel hopeful. Um, I'm excited to continue going to these games. Uh, stadium will be a short 12 months away from opening. It's uh, it's going to be the final season at Children's Mercy Park, so it's exciting stuff. Yeah, at the end of the day, our expectation was, at the beginning of the year, was, you know, try not to finish out of the top three or four, you know, and we had the best record at one point. Um you know, we go into the finals. It, I have nothing but, you know, I, I'm very prideful of this team. Very, very prideful. Absolutely. And they've they've shown so much appreciation um, for the fans as well. Like, they're not really playing for themselves. I mean, they're they're playing for us, dude. They see this movement they've happened. Did you see Union Station? That I did. place was a mess. Just people standing everywhere. Um just very cool to see it oh something worth noting did you see the markets for the tv market for who watched the nwsl game i i did jimmy uh jimmy mentioned it yesterday i told him to stop talking about kc current (laughs) news on our sporting kc podcast i said respect our podcast jimmy we'll respect yours (laughs) Jimmy's the Jimmy knows everything. Jimmy's a man, but well, I, I told him I said we're, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. All right, let us do it. I don't make people listen to it two times, but yeah, KC was the top market, and of course Portland the second one as they should be. But right, we crushed it. We crushed yeah. it. We showed out like we always do, and I couldn't be more excited for these next two years of World Cup watch parties. Yep, the men this year, the women next July. It's going to be a fun time to be a soccer fan, dude. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, what uh what else are you thinking about? What what else you want to talk about? Anything? I think we I think we wrapped it up. I, I think, you know, with the off season, we're gonna try and have some fun content for everybody. Yeah. We're gonna talk about um, you know, player personnel. Um, you know, we're talking about the rosters, we're gonna talk about um 
you know, any changes to the team as, as they happen. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is, is starting to happen, you've seen it with other teams, is players are being re-signed. So we should start yeah. to see some some uh, some confirmation of who who's going to be here, who might be here. Um, I, I'm excited to see what our roster is going to look like for next next year because, as you mentioned, with the NWSL, we don't have the best transparency with with contracts and um, length of the contract, so it's, it can be kind of difficult to tell who's going to be here next year. Or what kind of, you know, is it on a team option or, you know, kind of what the situation is. We do have two free agents, um, unrestricted free agents this year, though, and Desiree Scott and Kristen Edmonds. Mm-hmm. So that will be something to to keep an eye on. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Well, what happened immediately after the game, uh, I believe this Monday, is that uh, the a trade window is open. The trade window is open for teams, uh, for clubs to make any trades. And I believe that closes uh, November 11th, so next okay. Friday. Um, so I think they have to make a, uh, you know, roster decision. They'll have to make their roster decisions by November 15th. Okay, so something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll talk about that uh, as time comes up. But, you know, trades could happen, man. And then, you know, after that, another trade, the trade window reopens. I, I never understand off-season schedule. It's like, up, up, trades are done. Make your <laughs> roster. All right, continue to trade. <laughs> right. And then, of course, you got the draft coming mid-January, and then all of a sudden it's preseason camp in February. So God, fun freaking That's stuff, a, man. This is a short off-season, man. It's a yeah. very short off-season. It's a very long season for the players, by the way. Right. I do wonder uh, if the Challenge Cup will be a thing again. I mean, it's fairly new. But it's uh, I didn't hate it. It kind of gave us time to play meaningful games, and you hate to see injuries happen in those things. But it does happen, frankly. And I, I don't know. You look at NFL, and they they nix the preseason game. You know what I mean? They're like, uh, we don't want that. We don't want to get people hurt. We're trying to have healthy people. Is that kind of what you could see with the Challenge Cup? Like, would you rather see that go away? There's two sides to look at. You could look at it from a perspective of it helps build the form within your team, you know, in, in competitive situations. So you're ready for the regular season. So once you get to the regular season, you're, you're, you can hit the ground running. But like you mentioned with injuries, that's something that, you know, Sam Mewis got hurt in the, and I believe Lynn Williams um, in the challenge cup, or at least practicing for the challenge cup. So, you know, those, those are tough. Um, I don't know if they would move. I think they're going to have some cup somewhere, no matter what, because I, I think that's a sponsorship opportunity as well. The players can make money from winning it. So I think mm-hmm. they would probably support that idea, but I don't know if it's going to be a preseason thing or maybe like an, you know, an open cup that they do it throughout the year. I, I think it, you know, with NWSL, it's harder for them to schedule because they have to schedule around stadiums that don't belong to the teams. So I, I don't know what they do. I think they're going to have something in some capacity, but we'll see. Very cool, man. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate the challenge cup because I like more games. Just like a lot of people say us open cup and MLS is stupid. And I'm like, eh, it's games. And you might see players you're not used to seeing. And it's, it's events for us to go to. Like, I, I don't know about y'all. I don't, I don't always 
go out. It's, I'm not a huge sociable person, but I, I mean, I will if I'm invited somewhere, <laughs> but I'm not always, I'm not always looking for, I don't have to get out of the house. Right. And that, that helps when you have a home that you enjoy being in. But I feel that uh, uh, having these games gives us an opportunity to get out there. Uh, you bring Vanessa out, we get together, have a good time. So it, we've kind of made it a, an event with the four of us. So it's been cool. And at the end of the day, it's more soccer, right? Like it's more soccer that we get to see in person. Absolutely. So I'm not going to complain about that. Yep. Live events, man. Um, well, shoot, dude, if you don't got nothing else, I think this is a quick breezy episode. We, we, we summed everything up for you guys and uh, look forward to next week. Maybe we'll have some trade news and stuff. Who knows? We might have some, uh, maybe we can get a guest for you. I don't know. Get a guest, some content. So that would be fun. All right, buddy. Well, I'm going to wrap this thing up and, uh, you know, thank you all of you to lit for listening. Um, you can, you can find us of course, Twitter, Instagram at no other pod at Dan Couser at Chris Wright 21. Uh, you can send us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. Send your questions, send your comments, send your love. If you don't have questions, comments, just say like, really love you guys' podcast. And we're like, we know, um, <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, hit us up. We love we love to talk to everybody and, uh, you know, make this make this the fans podcast. At the end of the day, that's what we are. Um, anyways, that being said, uh, thank you from Chris. I am Dan and uh, we love you guys very much. So we'll see you next week. Later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.